The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Think it's time to buy another Cause it's summertime Baby, it's the summertime feeling I don't worry about a thing Ain't no capping, ain't no flipping I be having haters mad They hate to see me winning To the heat with my decision Cause I'm done with cavalierin' It's that rite of passage for king Sitting, staring at the stars They spelling out my whole dream Perfect views from the yacht With the fam, that's my team We bout to take it straight to Cali Where winter ain't a thing Two seven It's summertime yeah, a little summertime Time to get away, don't hit my line By the water, see the ocean eye Couple drinks with the fans. Summertime, the perfect time to count them bands. Ain't no worries, and ain't no worries. Someone cut the check, I need that in a hurry. I'm chilling by the beach, I'm getting kinda thirsty. About to shoot my shot, I'm feeling like I'm curry, oh yeah. Yeah, summertime, I'm good with me and mine. Yeah, summertime, we gon' gentlemen would like to welcome you back to another edition of the sport your enthusiasm podcast i am your humble host bryce benjamin along with the guy who needs no introduction but i'm gonna give him one anyways my co-host my guy mr ed ruder in the building ruder what's good my dude oh everything's good man i can't complain today this the sun is shining it's nice i'm about to take a nice long walk after this episode today that i'm both excited for that and excited for this episode because we have a very special guest joining us today. Bryce, tell, tell the people about it. Yes, yeah, a fact, man. So today we was joined 
by my guy, a friend of mine, I'm, I'm, and I'm honored to call him a friend, um, hip-hop artist, uh, uh, sports fan, of course, my guy Jalen Chesney, a.k.a. Jay Work. And um, we had a really awesome conversation, not only about, you know, his, his rap career and, uh, you know, his projects and everything that he has coming out, um, but he's also uh, best friends with NFL superstar running back Kareem Hunt. So uh, it was kind of dope being able to hear some of the cool uh, stories that he was able to tell about him and Kareem's childhood growing up. Like they go b- way back, like literally elementary type days. And um, yeah, it was really cool just hearing the stories and uh, seeing how Kareem progressed from his point of view. You know what I'm saying, Ruder? Yeah, it was excellent. It was, uh, you know, and not only from a perspective of knowing Kareem Hunt and having, you know, what felt like that little bit of insider information into the Cleveland Browns in the upcoming season, but also what a pleasure it was to uh, to talk to such a such a different guy, right? Somebody that's, you know, into a lot of different hobbies. He's he's a musical artist. He's a big sports fan. He's got nothing but love for Cleveland, which is, you know, for me, important as a big Indians fan, you know? So it was uh, not only, um, you know, exciting to talk to somebody that's, uh, you know, such a, um, such a guy that's into diversified portfolio. Right. But uh, also just a great guy. So it was, it was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. I think you nailed it on that last part, man. Just an awesome dude in general. Um, just a mad cool dude, mad, mad laid back. And, um, yeah, really enjoyed our conversation with him, man. He, he, he brought it, he, he came in and he, he was excellent. And, um, everybody that listened to this episode right now, you're going to hear it in a few here. So, uh, matter of fact, let me stop rambling on, man. Let me let me go ahead and get to it. So, without further ado, um, I want you guys to show some love for our guest today, my guy Jalen Chesney, aka Jay Work. All right, awesome. We are here. We are joined today by my guy Jalen Chesney, aka Jay Work. Jay Work, what is good, my dude? What's popping, man? I'm just living life, blessed and grateful, dog. That's good to hear, man. Well, first of all, I want to say appreciate you for joining the show. Um, you and I've been talking about it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we finally able to make it happen, man. Absolutely, man. I've been waiting. Definitely been waiting. Yeah, for sure, man. But everything good, though? You uh, living life over there? Hey, man, just transitioning and doing things that I got to do, man. And I just finished up my little, my next album, Clock In. Um, looking at probably a late October, early November release date. Um, just been, once every time I finish up an album, I take a nice little mental break because I work so hard in between each project. And I mean, I'll still write a little song here and there while I'm taking my break just to stay fresh in the head. But um, I'm just on my little mental break right now, man. And just enjoying my life because I've been making some really good music lately. Just dropped a song um, called Things To Do. That video's out now. That's like the lead single to the album. Okay. Real dope. It's like the intro and shit. So, um, yeah, man. Um, just dropped the link. Uh, just dropped another song with my homie Kareem Hunt and my boy Young Cap called "Summertime." That's out right now on all platforms. Um, yeah, man. Just been grinding, still doing me. It's like That's how That's what's up, man. So this is gonna be the one that you're dropping. This is gonna be your fourth official album, correct? Yeah. Okay, because you got the other three. We have uh, Gems, we have Elevate, and then you have your most recent one is Influence, correct? Actually, Elevate is not me. There's some Joe Schmo out there with the name J-Work that has been posting shit on my ah. post. Claim that shit. But the only one that don't let me claim my shit is Spotify. Spotify is like got some other Joe Schmo under my profile. But other than that, 
Um, it's actually my first studio album was Otherworld that I recorded, mixed my whole self in my house, in my room. Second was my, my coming out like in a legit studio, good like quality that was influence. And then my last one was Gems. Um, I actually have a collaboration project called The Outsiders with my homie Mike Miles that's out as well. It's like eight songs. Um, and it's just like both of us for like a good half of it. And then we each got our own little single song on it too. So if you ain't hip to that, check that out too. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely got to check that out. So what age did you get into the rap game? And what was some of your influences in uh, pursuing this type of career? Um, when I first put a pen to a paper, I was 13 years old at a family reunion in Kentucky. Um, my stepfather at the time had a family out there and it was like our first introduction to like the family after him and my mom got married. Um, we went out there and his brother had a studio set up similar to mine in my room, but he had turned his whole bathroom. Like he had like a little bathroom in his room and he turned the whole thing into a studio, like a booth. Like, and then his desk was outside the bathroom. And then like, you can, you recorded, you just went into the bathroom and recorded in there. So I met him and he was like, I'm making this song for the cookout. You guys want to get on it? And I'm like, get on the song. Like how, like, how do we do that? (laughs) He was like, he opens his bathroom. He's like, you go in there, write some bars, you spit it and come back out. I'm like, what's a bar? Like, (laughs) so yeah, you just said completely fresh. Like this is all new to you all new to me and he was like you just write something down he hands me the paper the pen he was like here's the beat it's playing go ahead write something see what you got man i'm 13 years old i wrote some bullshit down like i went in there and was just having fun and like when i first heard myself through the speaker i was like oh that's fire like i love this shit and like i never put it down since and then it just so happened like my first love was uh, football but a couple years after that i uh, completely destroyed my right ankle. Like it's just fucked. <laughs> yeah. Bad football game just completely injured myself. And um, the doctor was like, you can't play sports no more. Like you can maybe play basketball, but you got to be very diligent on your foot. And I was like, okay. So I would just work out my foot from time to time, but I just never got the green light to play football again. So, I mean, I had my little, sad sad woe is me i can't play sports anymore moment but then i i realized like the music is where i needed to go and it just started from there that's good stuff man um it's kind of cool seeing that though because you know you have you had one passion and then you know unfortunately injury happens and then you just well you know you switch it up to um a different field there for yourself and i'm not just saying it's because you on the podcast yo i really enjoy your music uh, i remember when uh this is like last year I think you and I met last year, right? Over Xbox. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember saying, like, I put a post, like, I'm going on a road trip. I need some music to listen to. You was like, yo, listen to my album. And sure enough, I listened to both of them on the way to uh, New York. And I was like, yo, man, I, I fucks with this. It's because you rap, like, it's, it's relatable. Like, you're rapping about stuff that we grew up on. Like, you're talking about anime character. You're talking about video games. I'm like, yo, this shit is it. Um. Do you like so when you when you are writing and stuff of that nature? There, you just let, let a lot of what you grew up on influence your rhymes and everything of that nature. Absolutely, man. And like I was always brought up like like that was another thing about my beginning was like when I first showed my dad because like my dad is like the biggest hip hop 
Kid, raised off Wu-Tang, Big Daddy Kane, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole thing, like every MC on the list, my dad knows, my dad knows their number one hit, they knows everything. So when I first came to him and was like, yo, Pops, like, I think I want to rap. And he laughed at it at first and we ain't talk about it. Then I got in the car with him one day and I actually had one of my CDs and I was like, yo, dad, put this in. And he was like, what you mean put this in? What's this? I was like, just put it in. He was like, I'm not putting bullshit in my car, Jalen. He was like, what is this? I was like, it's me, dad. Damn, I was trying to surprise you. It's me. He was like, you? All right, he puts it in. And the first track on there was like, uh, I think my one of my first covers I did was a Bonfire by Childish Gambino. And I like went insane and i was young me though like this is still young me like this is one of my best songs is young me and my dad was like wow he was like okay jay he was like now i hear what you got he was like now polish it and if you're gonna do this shit do it right that's all i gotta say and from there i just boom 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 i got my own studio set up was doing my whole thing went to school went to college didn't finish but i still got enough knowledge to where i can operate a full functioning studio by myself run pro tools the whole nine um and then eventually the next step was actually recording in a professional studio and then i was introduced thanks to reem um I met my dude kalam who's my engineer now and like he's the only guy i go to i don't even record like i got my mic right here where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at right here? There it is. Okay. I got my mic right here, but like I still, I still go to the studio with Kalam just because he's that nice and he gets me sounding that good. Like influence on influence outsiders gems, all Kalam. Like that's just him doing his thing. Like so, but yeah, man. Like that's good shit, man. That's good shit. Um, so you mentioned that uh you had you did a song. This summer called summertime with uh kareem hunt nfl nfl star running back kareem hunt let's let's clear let's clarify that yeah, yeah so yeah, you sir. you and kareem are, are really good friends right mm-hmm. um brother that's what's up man how did you guys meet and um yeah yeah how did let's start there how did you guys meet um met at willoughby middle school and that fucker was my gym class rival for a very long time <laughs> he got bigger of course <laughs> he got bigger better and way faster and all that shit so like but kareem like me and him would just always chop it up we was just have same friend group and we was just always intertwined in some sort of way um but that gym class for real was like where me and him like our relationship started blossoming and then we would start linking up outside of school and stuff like that and then i seen him go out to toledo and when he went to Toledo for college, man, I just saw him start eating. And then, I mean, shit, even in high school, dude was a fucking animal. Like, <laughs> like there was one game in the rain, like, it was the North Willoughby South, East Lake North rivalry. This dude had, like, 700 yards and nine touchdowns in the rain. Oh, oh shit. In the rain, though, like, and every touchdown wasn't easy. Like, it wasn't no, oh, I'm breaking out, nobody's behind me. It's, I'm trucking one, I'm juking another, I'm stiff-arming a third, then I'm gone. Or I'm breaking through the line, I'm jumping over somebody, I'm doing this, doing that, then I'm scoring. Like, it was disgusting, every single touchdown. And he literally, all they had to do was just give him the ball. (laughs) It was insane. And, like, I just had nothing but support in that game right there. I knew I was like, that kid's going to the damn NFL. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. And he had told me he was like bro i want to play for the browns one day i'm like do that shit next thing you know here we are 2020 <laughs> like 
wow, like the story, it all comes around full circle. You go from Ohio high school to Ohio fucking college, then you go to the pros and then you find your way back to the Ohio pro team. Like that's insane to me. Like that's storybook shit. And you're from Ohio. And if you bring a ship to Ohio, he's going to have a statue someday. I promise you. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's full circle. Like that's, that's really dope. Um, and you actually kind of answered my next question for you at, like, at what age did you, did you see that? Like you, you noticed Kareem and you just knew like, okay, yeah, he's going to, he's going to be doing something. He's going to be going further than, than, uh, like, to, like you said, professional football, he's a professional football player right now. Right. That, that definitely that, that first North South game, um, he, just turned into a different animal like you know that commercial with Kanye and Kobe when Kobe was just like you are you but are you the same same animal but different beast yeah fuck does that mean Kobe Bryant (laughs) that's Kareem like he's always been the same animal but now he's different beast like it's like wow like you see all the the old motions and all the old ways of when I used to watch him in high school still now and it's just like you add times a hundred to it. Like it's just, you, he's more polished. He's stronger. He's faster. And the one thing that I respect about bro the most is the fact that he still goes to what got him there. And that's our, our high school track coach, coach luck and coach luck. Like he has him running Hills. Like coach luck has a nice gym in the back Hills everywhere and just runs cream and works his ass off and cream. Like they've said, like I've been seeing reports and stuff where everybody says that, wow, cream looks like the cream hunt in 2017 when he rushed and led the league rushing. Like, yeah, he's been putting that work in. He doesn't have no injuries. He doesn't have no nothing, man. Like, yeah. Like I love the fact that he still knows what got him there. And he, he, oh shit. Oh, you good. You good, bro. You good. He, he still knows what got him there. And it's, 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 I'm proud, bro. I'm a proud bro. That's all I can say. Hey, Jay, I, uh, been really enjoying just kind of, uh, absorbing and listening to your story so far and like kind of the, the origin of where, of where your music was coming from and all of that. And I kind of had a question for you, uh, just moving forward. Like, um, I've seen a lot of my favorite artists, right. They come out with their first album and they've essentially had their whole life to write that album right to that point. So they have a lot of, a lot of history, a lot of influence behind it. Uh, but I'm wondering for you, cause like I, you know, for this started listening to some of your stuff and really enjoyed your music as it progressed. Right. So it's like now you're, you're writing a little bit older and um, you know, kind of diving in. So where do you go back to, to, to keep finding influence for, for the music? Like now today, where do you, what do you keep dipping into to keep finding that creative influence? Um, to be honest, man, like I just honestly think it's just a gift that I got that I was blessed with because I really, I really just tap in like, and it's just a vibe I get. And then I could zone in and it's just like when, like when you're playing 2K and you just activate your takeover mode or something and like you just lock and your players just all balls to the wall. Like I'm, I'm balling right now. And like when I'm writing, I, I attack it with that same mindset. And like how you said, like going back and like influences and stuff, there's so much of my life that I still haven't told. And like, I still use that and just just going through my music and I use my old music as inspiration for my newer stuff. Like I always catch myself going back and listening to the old me. Like 
the 16 year old me, the 13 year old me, the 15 year old me, just like drawing more inspiration because I said some shit back then that I don't even have out like that. I was like, yo, like, let me, let me grab that and bring that back. Like, let me grab that and bring that back and then add more of new freshness to it because my art has always been my art and it's organic. So it, it just happens. It just happens. It's, that's, it's that like, sounds awesome, man. It sounds like it's, um, it's really personal for you. And it's like, yeah. if you listen, you listen to your albums, you know, kind of start to finish, it's like, a, it's like a whole work and it's telling uh, a story of who you are, for, you know, moments in time. And that's just, just really cool to me because a lot of, um, a lot of artists aren't that authentic. They're trying to be somebody that they're not. They're trying to, you know, push different ideals that they don't even necessarily believe in. And it just seems really personal for you and kind of listening and absorbing your story. And that, yeah. that's just really but impressive. You, like, you low-key answered it for me. Like, as you were asking the question, it's just like, that me in that period of time is what that album gives you like and i always use that too like for real like whatever i'm going through you can tell there's you'll be able to tell something i'm you once you listen to one of my albums you can tell what i'm going through in that period of time whether it's heartbreak whether it's triumph whether it's struggle all that like you'll hear it because I, my music is my therapy and it's also how I get through life because like, yeah, I smoke, smoke a little bit, but like, I don't take no drugs. Like I don't take no pills because like I've, my family has had a hard history with shit like that. And like, I just, I just, I, I stay my own lane and my music is how I feel better. Like got anxiety and all that shit, man. But like, I don't, I don't take a pill. I don't have to do anything like that to calm myself down. I just zone and center myself and relax and write my music and then I'll be cool. Like, that's awesome. I, that's how it always. I love hearing that um, that you use like music or art as a means of catharsis, right? To the way to get through things because that's I have no musical talent whatsoever, but I I uh, went to school for English and I I love writing and for me that was a that's an outlet for that, right? I mean, if you're having a bad day, something's going wrong, something's been on your mind for a while, if you can't talk to somebody you can put that out through, through your medium, which for me was writing for you is music. And that's just, that's awesome to hear. Cause that's, that brings a level of authenticity to it that other people just that aren't going to have, cause this is you, this is you pouring out through your music, it, you know? Right. And the beauty of music and making music is you can get inspired by whatever. It don't matter what you write about. You can write about anything. Like I, I, I got songs when I seen a girl and just like immediately fell in love with her. Cause she was so bad. And I just wrote a song about the her features and how I met her and stuff like that. Like songs may never come out, but like it just brings and pops inspiration. And I just got to start writing like and it's just how it is, man. Like I made a whole album off of that feeling, like called it well, what I wouldn't call it an album, but I would call them mixtapes because they were like a little series. I called them grown folk music, I'm trying to work out the kinks to where I could see if I could drop one on all platforms. But I had it on my SoundCloud, but once I elevated my quality of sound, like I didn't want to have that bad quality sound still out. And if I do re-release it, I'm going to re-record it all and have that better quality before I drop it again. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Um, you, you, you got a lot of passion in your work and, and you go hard with it, man. You don't, it's, it's no lackluster shit. Um, everything is a one and, uh, I love it. I, I hope you keep definitely progressing there. Um, I kind of want to transition into into uh, sports talk with you, and uh, you're a big Cleveland fan, right? You're you're a supporter of Ohio and Cleveland sports, and um, the the your Cleveland Browns. Uh, Kareem Hunt plays for the Cle Cleveland Browns there. 
Um, what are your expectations on the Cleveland Browns this upcoming year? They uh, had a nice offseason, some really good additions. Uh, started from last year. You know, they added some supreme talent, Kareem Hunt being one of them, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, they had high expectations, kind of faltered. You know, they didn't do as well as people were projecting them to do. But now um, I think they kind of addressed the issues that were plaguing this team last year coming into this season. And again, those expectations, maybe not as high as last year, but at the same time, um, this should be a very good team. So I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts and opinions on uh, this upcoming Cleveland Brown season. Um, I'm really excited for it and I'm optimistic, but because as you say, I'm a Cleveland sports fan this year, I'm not going to get too crazy because every year us Cleveland Browns fans, we get to this, we're like, this might be it y'all. We think we might do it. And then we get out on the field and it's a world of chaos. And then we turn back into the factory of sadness. But <laughs> um, I myself am very optimistic for this year, not only because my friend says that they're going to be good, but because of just what I see, um, everybody's body language is different. Everybody's discipline looks different. Everybody's hunger looks different. Baker looks pissed off. I like a look. I like a pissed off Baker. I think a pissed off Baker is a good Baker because Baker was doing a lot of running his mouth last year, a lot of commercial filming last year, and he put his own foot in his mouth quite a few times and he humbled him quite a bit. And I feel like that. Um, I think Baker's very pissed off because he has a lot of people out here talking negatively about him, about how he's not this, how he can't read a defense and how this, I just really felt like, man, like it's different. It's very different when it comes to the leader at the helm. I really think that Kevin Stefanski is going to be night and day when it comes to Freddie kitchens. I just heard a lot about Freddie kitchens that I didn't like. And since then, like, I've wanted him out of there. And when they fired him, I was like, yes, get the guy out of there because that's not the head coach that I want to hear from my Cleveland Browns. And he, I'm really excited for a disciplined, a pissed off and a Cleveland Browns that's going to keep their mouth shut and let the work talk for him. And I want to see what that does because we are doing a lot of sports illustrated posing with Odell and Jarvis. We are doing a lot of progressive commercials. We are doing a lot of this, but we weren't fucking winning. <laughs> and that was pissed. <laughs> and it was just like, every time I seen Baker throw an interception and we're going to cut the commercial. And then it's Baker, Baker Mayfield. Like, this <laughs> in the bitch. like I see that after this dude throws a pick, like, it, oh my God, it would just make me so irate and angry. Like, and I know there was a lot of other Cleveland Browns fans who felt the same exact way, but I'm, I'm very excited for this team because, uh, Oh, not only is Odell healthy, Jarvis is going to be healthy. Kareem is going to be healthy. Those three all last year were battling injuries, even though like they don't want to make excuses and stuff. And that's why I fuck with them so heavy because they're not excuse makers and especially Jarvis and Kareem, like Kareem, I'm going to go out there and handle this football. Like, that's all he tells me. I'm handling this. And, like, he said the same thing when he went to Kansas City. And, like, I love Nick Chubb, too. But, like, dude, better watch his back because he's got a killer behind him. And this killer is going to kill when he gets on the field regardless. And I'm just – I'm excited to see because I'm hearing a lot about a two-back system like how Ingram and Camaro was. I'm hearing a lot about that, and it's not going to be like Nick Chubb runs the show and they're going to sprinkle cream in like how Freddie Kitchens did because he was a damn idiot and didn't know how to use him. Like Kevin Stefanski already has schemes. Kevin Stefanski already has ways that he's going to use them, and I'm very, very excited to see 
Um, only thing that I'm a little worried about is two of our starting offensive linemen opted out because of Corona. So, like, I don't know how the line's going to look. I think it might be some growing pains there, especially with our uh, new draft pick, Jedrick Willis. Because yeah. um, he's not only playing at the pro level from college, he's also switching from the right to the left. Right. He, so he he's going through a lot of growing pains I've been seeing because I watch it like Cleveland Browns daily every day. I watched uh, like building the Browns is like their own documentary that they have about the Browns. I watch that all the time, too. So, like, I'm really tapped in with the team. I always have been good or bad. Um, and yeah, that's the only team, though, in Cleveland that like I really like I really supported through good and bad because the Cavs really pissed me off, man. Like <laughs> I, I have a real source part source sore spot in my heart to this day because of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like granted, I have a championship ring because of them. And I want to thank Dan Gilbert and LeBron James for that. But that is the only thing I will thank Dan Gilbert for. Other than that, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nah, fam. Like, how do you how do you have the one of the greatest players to ever play this game on your team and lose them twice? Ice. Make them happy. Do whatever he wants. Like, come on, you got the bread. You own the casino right across the fucking way, and I know you making money. So please pay these people. And next thing you know, they got an unhappy Kyrie. He walks. Then fucking LeBron. He's like, you know what? This team's going down the toilet because they're not going to listen to me. I'm going to where it's sunshines and rainbows, and I'm out to LA, and I'm gonna get AD on the way. And next thing you know, here we are. And the Cavs suck. We got Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, a backcourt that's no taller than six four, and that scares me. <laughs> like, um, like, yeah, well, yeah. Speaking on the Cavs, man. Now you guys are what was it three, four years ago removed from a championship, like you said, and I then. Watched- and like I visually watched that entire season at the queue, man, like that. So if I say I'm grateful for anything in my life, it's that year, 2016, when I worked at the Quicken Loans Arena as damn NC order taker, bro. I got to sit on the bleachers when people didn't want shit and just mm-hmm. watch the free and profit. I would go to work and get bread and watch LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love. And that was the coolest shit to me. And then the motherfuckers went to the ship. And then these motherfuckers won the ship. And when they won the ship, Cleveland went crazy, y'all. Yeah. So, I, so speaking of uh of 2016 and Cleveland sports, uh, I gotta ask, because anybody that knows me at all knows that I'm the just about the biggest Cleveland Indians fan that there is. So that 20 that 2016 it. series with the Cubs, I'm wondering, I'm wondering your thoughts there, what you were feeling throughout that period. Only Cleveland shit happens Cleveland ways, man. And that's all I can say. How the fuck are we winning? About to win this shit. And it fucking rains. Yeah, that rain delay. The rain delay killed us. Rain delay to get the good seventh, eighth, ninth, and twelfth inning stretch on while it's delayed. They get they read, they drink they weed. What the fuck? Gatorade and eat their Wheaties. They go back out there and win the game. I was so pissed. When I tell you. I was so pissed, like, bro, because we could have had them back to back. We could have had back to back to back because not only did the Cavs win, but the Monsters, our little hockey team that plays in the queue, they won the championship. And then it would have followed with a Cleveland Indians championship. Like, yo, like, 
that would have been the most nutty year in Cleveland ever, but it just didn't pan out that way. And I'm just grateful the Cavs won. Truly, <laughs> truly would have been a believe land at that point. I mean, you hear a lot about that, but yeah, man, right. just the, the blow the three one series lead in 2016. That was a that was a heartbreaker for me personally. And uh, I remember really loving yeah. watching that uh, that Cavs win because it just seemed like you know LeBron's wins in Miami they just seemed kind of kind of empty, you know. But when he won one for for his hometown. You know, he just dropped to the ground, you know, you know, hugging the tray. It just, it just felt right. You know, so that, that was a cool moment. Oh yeah, sure. And I wouldn't even say like, it felt empty. I was just looking at it from a man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was worse than empty then. Like, man, like I get it, Brian, you had to go get yours. And like, when he broke it down, like, Oh, Miami was like going to college for me in a sense, because I never played for a legit system. They just threw me in here. And like, I get it. So I let it slide. And then I definitely let it slide when he came back to play with Kyrie, because like my focus, as soon as we drafted Kyrie, it was fuck LeBron. I fuck with this dude. This dude is crazy. Like I was playing with Ricky Kyrie and 2K, giving people the blues. Like people would be like, why are you using Cleveland? I'd be like, watch this. Get Kyrie, cross, 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 mm-hmm. cross, step back three, green light. Like, and then people would be like, oh. And then Kyrie start really doing that shit in real life. And people get hip to Kyrie. And then he goes to that little joint and breaks Brandon Knight's ankles, gets a step back, knocks it down. Like, he starts making a name for himself. And I, I really became a huge fan of Kyrie, man. Like, that's my guy. Like, and I always got love for Kyrie. And a lot of these motherfuckers owe that man an apology for real in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you on that one, man. He, uh... Kyrie is talking that real shit when they started this NBA bubble. He was talking about doing what the players were just recently talking about this past week about um, not playing in these playoffs to, to uh, as an act of uh, protest for social injustice. So um, Kyrie, he's, he's, he's good in my book, you know, talking about him. Um, I want to leave you with, with this last question for myself. And then, you know, Ruta, if you have a follow up, you know, by all means, um, we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, uh, you know, since LeBron and Kyrie left, you guys have kind of went into uh, back in the sort of, uh, lottery mode you know it's consistently in the lottery and then you got you got your backcourt mates uh, drafted with Sexton and then Garland um, what do you want to see from this team moving forward to help them get back into contention for uh, playoff spots and then hopefully in the future um, to be competing for championships again um, to be honest I would like to see them take one of them and that pick we just got and package them for either a better pick or a better player um, first off because um, I don't like them on the court together at all. That's just me personally. Um, I don't like seeing them on the court. I think they're too short. Like I know people are like, oh yeah, Dame and CJ, but they built different. They, they are built way different yeah. than Garland. Kyle Lowry like, and uh, Van Vliet like, in Toronto. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just, I, I don't, I think Garland's going to be cool, but I felt like they were trying to strike lightning twice with the guy who only played four games in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I felt like it felt too ironic. Like, why we draft another guy that only played four games in college? Like, yeah, he, I w- literally watched his four games and was like, and we yeah. took him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so, like, I mean, maybe he shuts me up. Maybe he comes out when he, when they play again and he does any balls. Like, he's got to show me something before my opinion changes. But I honestly, I like Kevin Porter Jr. more than I like Sexton and Garland. Kevin Porter Jr. looks like he's got a lot of potential. Um, Kevin Love, I really hope they keep him, make him happy, hold on to him. Because if they compare Kevin Love, Andre Jumman, 
Porter Jr. with a better pick, you know what I'm saying, or a better player with Garland or Sexton intertwined, we might be all right. And then we go out and get a couple, like, role players to come off the bench and play. But, I mean, you know, it's Cleveland. Like, we're not Miami and we're not L.A. and we're not places with sunshine and rainbows that free agents are attracted to. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult until we can get a top transcending talent like a LeBron James or a Kyrie Irving again to draw people here. Um, because the new hot spot starting to look like it's going to be either Brooklyn or L.A. <laughs> from, yeah. what, from, from what I'm seeing. So... Yeah, I think you, uh, you know, Bryce said if there was any follow-ups, uh, I think you just nailed my follow-up question was how does uh, Cleveland compete with with some of the other places to to bring in that free agent? Because it seems as though the successful teams as of recent have been ones where they can attract that big-name free agent, right? And even, even right. Cleveland, if you think about it, when Cleveland won, that was after they brought back LeBron, right? They they kind of attracted him as a free agent. They, they had a leg up there, of course, but um, – but you kind of answered it for me. So it, it is going to be tough. But uh, so you, you think the, the path for success for them is going to be through the draft and then acquiring role players? It's going to have to be, man. It's going to have to be because, like, I don't see what we have now doing anything special right now. <laughs> like, right. That's why I left. Like, I literally, after LeBron left, I literally stayed half a season the next season and bounced and got a new job because, like, the money difference, like, when people tell when people say LeBron James was Cleveland, that's no cap. Like LeBron James brought so much to this city, man. Like, and the shit breaks my heart still to this date to see just what has happened. And it's picked up a little bit due to Odell. And I'm very thankful for Odell coming here. I mean, he didn't come here by choice, but <laughs> um like still like him coming back here has done something positive for the economy out here in Cleveland. But like when LeBron left, we took a hit, like a hard hit. Like I went from making, like, I was serving seats, so I was just getting paying, getting paid six bucks an hour plus the tips I would make that game, and I would be cashing. When LeBron was here, I'd make two to two fifty a game, easy, and it went from that to twenty, thirty bucks a game. Oh wow, that's that's wild, man. And I I can um have some sympathy there because I'm a I'm a big time Western New York guy. I've been uh, born and raised in Niagara Falls, New York. Love love Buffalo, things like that. But if I have any kind of, you know, city that I feel like second home type of deal, it's absolutely Cleveland. Uh, up until this year where I had, um, where, you know, most of the baseball season was canceled and they're, they're not allowing fans, I would go two, three times a year to Cleveland and uh, love all the little spots up there near near the arenas, the uh, the Thirsty Parrot, the, uh, you know, some of the places that are just out there. I, I just love the city. I love the vibe. It's an amazing place off the water there. And, uh, uh, I, I wish nothing but the best for Cleveland and and hope that they can, you know, keep uh, keep thriving. Like the one player that I've had my eyes on that I've seen Cleveland, like keep talking about and I've seen in the news, like, I mean, I don't know how he's going to be when he come back, but I'm hearing these Ben Simmons rumors, like, I don't know how you feeling about that, Benji, but. Uh, <laughs> no um, way, no how, no <laughs> way. I know, but I, I I keep hearing I keep hearing these rumors that we trying to get them and we have a package that would entice Philly. So uh, my eyes are open, but if they give up too much, I'll be pissed off because we won't have nothing to play with Ben. But like, I, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons on that team. If if he, I, I'm thinking more so, we uh, with a backcourt mate like Garland because you know Garland's a scorer. He's he's definitely a scorer. Like so, if you have Ben Simmons pushing the ball and right. Garland shots down that might be raw but then on top of that 
let's not sleep on Kevin Love and Andre Drummond now. That's a fact. Like, and then on top of that, Tristan out here really grinding hard. I seen a video on Twitter the other day. Dude knocked down like 12 threes in a row. And then he looked at the camera was like, yeah, nigga, I'm different now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So Tristan tried to get into a different bag. And to be honest, that's a player that could go and fuck up out of here for real, in my opinion. Like, we got Drummond and K-Love. We could, we could package Tristan with something. Somebody need a big man out here. I know teams out here are desperate for big men. Dallas need Tristan. I think Tristan on Dallas would be deadly. Like, man, like, either coming off the bench or starting. Like, Tristan, man, like, Tristan and Porzingis, come on now. Like, yeah. on the Woo. Yeah, especially Tristan developing a jump shot like that. That'd be what's up. That'd be really what's up. All right, man. Well, listen, um, before we let you go, I want to give you an opportunity. Let the people know uh, where they can find you, where they can find your music. So, you know, social media links, all that, man. This is your time right here. Take however long that you need. And uh, yeah, let let the people know. Um, Yeah, you can pretty much. I got it set up to where it's like all the same name pretty much on everything. So Twitter, Instagram at the real j word um no way no i'm sorry i'm sorry it's j work network now that's what it is um at j work network my music you type in j work on apple music spotify soundcloud title it's everywhere so you can find it wherever um i got a new song out like i said with kareem hunt young cap called summertime going crazy people loving it right now um I got a new album on the way called Clock In that's going to be here probably um, late October. Yeah, late October, early November. That's what I'm thinking. Um, But yeah, man, just follow me. I'm here. I'm always a guy that you reach out and I love constructive criticism and chopping it up with people who like my music. So just hit me. That's what's up, man. Um, Rudy, you got anything to add? No, I just um, just so glad we were able to uh, kind of branch out and 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 work with an, an artist here who's uh, truly talented, but also you know for for our theme here, you know, sports your enthusiasm, uh, important. That also a big sports fan too, so love talking sports with a guy from Cleveland that knows his stuff, right? That that just yeah, no, I love I, man. Like I appreciate somebody who really loves Cleveland. Like I hear it in your voice. Like that is the second home. I really rock with you, my guy. I didn't see your face, but I really rock with you. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll, we'll have to get that going in the future, and uh, uh, I'm going to come out there. We're going we're gonna to find you out there. It's going to be a good time, buddy. But uh, it was a pleasure meeting with you, working with you today. Out in the falls. I was just out in the falls a few weeks ago. Um, I tested my Beamer. I just got my BMW, and I got a gasket leak, so I got to get that taken care of, and that's where I found it. My mom was like, you always find out what's wrong with your car when you take it on the road. So I <laughs> I took it to the falls and I linked up with Benji and all them in my dude Bender's house. And like, it was just really cool putting a face to everybody that I play the game with. Like that was a really cool moment in my life for me. So I definitely awesome. out there I'm in the falls. I'll hit you guys, man. And we'll definitely link up. Yeah. yeah that's man, a you, fact, you, man. You've got two excellent tour guys right here. If you ever need to know all the hotspots around the falls, man. So that, that would be a pleasure. That sounds yeah, good to me. That's a fact, man. Jay work, man. Listen, it's always a pleasure um you're a real ass dude man i enjoy your music i enjoy your company um and i appreciate you again for real appreciate you for coming on the show uh joining us and talking some sports and music and everything man and anytime that you want to come back on you always welcome for sure 
Oh, for sure, man. It'll definitely be, definitely be future dates where I got to come hop on and talk some shit with y'all. Definitely, man. Definitely. Appreciate you. Keep grinding. Um, everybody, go listen to J-Work Music, man. You heard them. You, you know where to find them at. And, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that future project, man. You already know it's going to be a banger. All right, man. Appreciate you again, my dude. All love, bro. Y'all stay up. All right. And there we have it, man. Um, like I said, awesome interview. He's awesome, dude. Really good time talking to him, man. And uh, yeah, Rudy, I think he he's he's just like he just it's a natural chemistry. Honestly, when he was on here, it was just real natural. Um, it just felt like like everybody was in the room. We was just chilling, talking. Absolutely. And when you got somebody that's uh you know three way via satellite, it's easy to kind of step on each other and things like that. And it, nothing like that, as you could hear. It was really uh, really a great time and uh, enjoyed speaking with him. But also just a, a natural chemistry with him. He's an easy guy to talk to, and uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, man. I'm looking forward to having him on the show again. Um, but other than that, um, that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, you already know my endings. Make sure you go like our social media, Sports and Enthusiasm Sports Podcast on Facebook, SYE Pod on Twitter. Email us, Sports and Enthusiasm Podcast at gmail.com. Rude, I just fucking nailed that. No stumbling whatsoever. You hear that? That was that was a no stumble outro right there is what that was. That was beautiful. That's a classic. That's a classic NSO, no stumble outro. That was NSO. That's trademark, by the way. Don't use that. Put that NSO. down. S Y E N S O. It is. For your enthusiasm, no stumble outro featuring Benji. <laughs> <laughs> um, you already know my saying at the end of this show, man. Ruder, let the people know what they got to do. They got to drink plenty of water. They got to stay hydrated. They got to stay healthy. And uh, that's where it's at. That's a fact, man. Thank you for listening on today's show. We appreciate you guys. Take care. Lord, yeah. we're really out here though. Ooh, we got Welcome to the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, <clears throat> rides out, tell them what to slide about. Disrespect the land instantly, they pull them nines out. Back them with their hands, do my dance on a quick route. Game to advanced, always repping for the hometown. Giving y'all the runaround. Insane, Usain, rabbit tank of butane, dabbing out my left brain. The Midwest, bunch of niggas gunslang. Parties trying to strip while these niggas on their Barbie things. Whoa, I'm the one, Booby Gibson, Derrick Rose. I've been balling for the contract, baby. I need more. Blowing trees like Chicago and dreaming about Keisha Cole. Got the room so smoky, they thinking they seeing ghosts, bro. It's something spooky. I'm shagging with your chick, I think I might go make a movie It's the crucifix, blessing your ears, I know you needed this Holy water for your daughter, Tatiana busting What I'm cooking, super hot, go and get the oven mitt Work, yay, heaven sent, I'm about to show you evidence I'm riding for the squad like the horses, people bet the win I'm super high, another blunt, I'm cutting off my oxygen It's game over it's game over. Take away the throne, watch the crown change over. It's game over. It's game over. This boss level shit, you need some extra lives, soldier. It's game over. 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 The way I got drive, I don't even need a chauffeur. These niggas can't hold me. Zion shoes, ballin' like I'm up at Duke, never playing to lose. I got a K coach, niggas when they run in the loop. I tell my goons, elbow in if they itching to shoot. That shit wet on net, no, you never forget. Running shit like I'm Le'Veon, I'm hitting the Jets. I'm playing cards with the scammers, I got Gambit finesse. I'm the man with the X, young Malcolm, I'm blessed. Martin Luther with the Ruger, the king of the young shooters. I've lived amongst losers, taught just like tutors. Dreamed in Matt Kruger, feel like I'm Corey Kluber. Throwing that heat to 
yeah, it's overloading computers, uh His game over, tell them niggas start the countdown Murder, murder, bitch, I'm Jason on the campground I'm sending shots like everybody up in Newtown The kid about to blow up, I call this up the strut clown It's game over it's game over. Yeah. Take away the throne, watch the crown change over. Change over. It's game over. It's game over. Yeah. This boss level shit, you need some extra lives, soldier. Yeah. It's game over. 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 The way I got drive, I don't even need a chauffeur.